On this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with Peyton Porter. This is an awesome episode, so you definitely don't want to miss this one. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, this is Peyton Porter, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with country artist Peyton Porter, and she's a fantastic up-and-coming singer-songwriter from here in North Georgia. We discuss all about her background growing up in Georgia and her musical journey that has taken her all the way to Nashville full-time to pursue music. We also talk about her brand new singles titled Speaking of Georgia and God's Hotel. These are great songs. If you haven't listened to them, definitely go check them out right now. So without further ado, here's the show. Peyton, what's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. How are you? Hey, I am doing absolutely fantastic. Really glad to be having you on today. Going to talk all things Georgia music and your new singles. Uh, really glad you came on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, it is an honor to be included in the Georgia music making crew. So I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess we'll start this thing off. Let's get a little bit of background about you. I know you're from Georgia as well. Whereabouts in Georgia? I grew up in Dawsonville, Georgia. Um, my whole family is still there. I'm in the middle of three girls. I'm the only one who picked up a guitar. And I blame that on being the middle child and not getting enough attention. <laughs> and so um, I moved to Nashville back in 2016 and went to school at Lipscomb, but I've been been here ever since been going back and forth to visit home okay so you're north georgia girl in the mountains up there right below dahlonega yep yep yeah yeah like that's that a big distinction up here i'm like what because there's a ton of musicians up here from georgia and people always like to group me in with the south georgia folks and i'm like no no i'm mountains georgia it's a little bit different of a vibe up there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Our buddy Jacob Bryant calls himself the king of North Georgia. He's from around those parts as well. Uh, yep. <laughs> I think I probably made, um, I used to work at a sporting goods store in Dawsonville, and I think I made merch for him a few times. <laughs> so full circle. <laughs> He's a good guy, but there's definitely a distinction between, you know, North Georgia and South Georgia folks, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But so you're based out of Nashville now. You've been there for a little while. Did you grow up playing music or did that just come later on? What's kind of that musical background? Um, I did not grow up playing music. I mean, I grew up being a big fan of music and I started writing songs when I was about 12. And I guess technically, yeah, I was singing in front of people, but I wasn't doing like the band circuit or um, really getting into the live performance side of doing music until recently. And, um, yeah, so I did festivals. I did the annual Mountain Moonshine Festival in Dawson County a handful of times. I did a lot of the churches in my area and um, just anywhere little that I could get behind a microphone. But a lot of my musical background was in my basement bedroom at home. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a big jump moving from you know not performing live very much to trying to get out there and perform live? Seems like it might have been uh, a little nerve wracking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, 
I got, I had one show that was like a 90 minute set at a festival in Tampa. And that was the first real show that I had my name on. But what I consider my first actual Peyton Porter set was opening for Willie Nelson last March. And that was like the wildest, most just like <laughs> throw you to the wolves experience. I just, they were like, send her out there and see if she likes it and see if she's any good. <laughs> I just oh, remember wow. walking out on stage thinking, is no one going to stop me? Like, do they not know? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And, um, and I really wasn't sure if I was going to like live performance. I mean, I'd heard everyone around me talking about how touring is the greatest thing in the world, but because it was kind of unfamiliar to me, I wasn't sure how it would land with me. But that first night opening for Willie, I, it was like my whole world snapped into focus and all of the wheels started turning. And I was like, man, this is what I'm supposed to do forever. And now I've got the bug. And I just came off stage <laughs> and told all of my team, I was like, whatever I have to do to get to do that for the rest of my life is what I'll do. So just tell me whatever it is. And that's, that's where I need to spend all of my time now. So it was a completely life-changing experience that first show. It's a pretty big rush, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Were you able to go to sleep afterwards, or were you wired up? <laughs> uh, we had a second show a couple nights later. Um, the first one was Tuscaloosa. The second one was Simpsonville, South Carolina. And then we had a day off in between. So I think I stayed up pretty late. I had a bunch of friends and family that came down to Tuscaloosa, which tells you how much they love me for all of those Georgia fans to come down to Tuscaloosa. Um, and we stayed up and had a good time that night, but I slept a lot in the car the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, you know, I mean, the, the little bit of performance I've done when I was like a kid and whatever, um, it was always fun getting up in front of uh, folks. And when you, of course you finish that, that set or whatever you're doing, you know, uh, for me, it was more on the acting side. It just felt like so good when you got off, like you just had all this energy, you know, you wanted to do yeah. it again. It's a great feeling. And I couldn't go to sleep afterwards. <laughs> no, no. It's like, that's where I can see where the come down side of this job could get really, really tricky. If you are doing too many substances and stuff, I'm like, Oh, now I totally get it because it is a really high, high, just, the energy exchange between the people in the audience and being up there is it's pretty otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Did you do any chorus class in high school or were you in the choir at church getting any live practicing that way at all? Yeah, I did. Um, we had chamber singers at my high school and, um, my mentor who got me into singing, I, I started singing in front of people because at one of the church camps that I went to, my mom was supposed to sing this like Brad Paisley remix for a skit and it was terrible. And I could not stand the idea of her messing up the song. And so she would be practicing and I was sitting in the cabin and I just kept being like, that's wrong. You're not singing it right. That's not how it goes. She was like, well, then you sing it. And I said, no, God, no, I don't want to <laughs> sing it. And that night I sang with a wireless microphone behind the curtain behind the stage and the music director came back there and like pulled the curtain and was like, you're a singer. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he said, yeah, you are. And you're singing at church on Sunday. And um, I think the first song I sang was Jesus take the wheel. And 
I got home and my dad was like, all right, well, you can't really sing stuff like that at church. You need to be singing songs out of the hymn book. And I just, <laughs> it was just never quite the right fit for me. But um, yeah, I did a lot of church singing like that. And then choir was really good. But um, I I really liked being a solo artist, so choir, <laughs> it was a little bit tough for me to <laughs> be a really good team player in the choir. That's funny. I think a lot of people discount like the super incredible value that like church music has had on like young artists. I mean, I talked to so many of these guys, especially guys who are like very good guitar players and stuff. Like if they had a lot of early success, it's because they hone their skills at the church. I mean, not a lot of people have like bands that are actually playing a lot of shows when they're, you know, 14, 15 or 16 years old. It's just like right. nobody's booking you. <laughs> You're trying, but no one's booking you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you decided to take things to the next level, when was that? Was that like around that Willie Nelson show time? Was that before or after? Um, I think for me, when I decided to take things next level was probably when I decided to, um, to go to Nashville for college. I mean, when I started writing songs, that was the first time I decided to take things to the next level. And then, um, when I started being brave enough to sing them in front of people, that was probably the second time I decided. Um, back when I was in Georgia, I think sophomore year of high school, I was on 94.9 Backyard, the Bull. They have um, Backyard Country. And, oh, yeah, um, we know about that. Yep, I was on that. William, William Barber's uh, Backyard Country, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. Um, but I was on that with a song that I wrote just goofing off in my guitar class at the high school about a guy that lived in Raven County and his girlfriend. And it was like, I don't want your boyfriend, but he wants me. And it was this whole thing. It was so dramatic, but it got played on the radio for like however many weeks you can do it. And everyone voted for it. And that really, I mean, that really started the pursuit of being a songwriter and artist for me because it was just my favorite way to communicate with the world was through music. And, um, I really realized for the first time then that a I wasn't terrible at writing songs because people were at least laughing at the one that I had written that was on the radio, um, and b that it was something I could actually see myself pursuing. So that there was a couple big moments like that, um, and then there've been a couple moments since I've moved to Nashville that I'm like, am I on the right path? All my friends are doing a lot different kinds of things. <laughs> But um, I'm still doing it. <laughs> well, you got some music out right now that we definitely want to talk about. Let's talk about the brand new single that you just released, Speaking of Georgia. Tell me about that song. I listened to it and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Speaking of Georgia, um, it's my overdue love song for home is what I've kind of been telling people. I mean, when I left Dawsonville, I, I had to hate it to fully leave because I think if I kept loving it as much as I did when I was there that I would have always kept going back and I wouldn't have been able to have my heart in two places like that so I kind of had to really turn my back all the way on it and so for a while I didn't really want to write about home I just wanted to write about pursuing dreams and what I had going on here in Nashville and then finally after my first project came out last summer it kind of put me in a different mental space where I was, I felt like I had checked off that part of me and could finally 
turn back and appreciate where I came from and the people that I came from and the people that I had to leave behind to get where I wanted to go. And um, so I was finally in a place where I was able to talk about home. And we wrote this one. Also, my high school sweetheart got engaged, and that was a nice, inspiring moment <laughs> for me to turn <laughs> around. Um, and so we wrote this song, me, Billy Montana, and Mark Tressel, and um, we got half of it done. And then I came home for our camp meeting over on Lumpkin Campground Road in Georgia. And um, I remember playing the first half of it for my mom and friends and being like, this one just feels really special. I think that if we don't mess it up when we get back in the room to finish it, it's going to be a really good song. And um, so I've been really happy that it's out. I mean, I posted a bit of it on TikTok, I think last year. and People seem to really resonate with it, which was always a really cool thing to experience. And so now that it's out, I'm really, really excited. It feels feels really good to have have that part of who I am and this journey out where people can actually hear it and bring it into their own lives and their own experiences. You think you might do a music video for this one? We are thinking about it. Um, it's these these two singles are off of a project that's going to come out next spring. And so um, we're trying to figure out where we throw our money. And I've kind of decided that if people love the song, we'll do a music video for it. But if they don't love the song, we'll give them another song and see if they love that one. And then we'll do a video for it. <laughs> so <laughs> I made a little music video myself um, just from being on the road this summer and um, collected a bunch of scenes from what, life on the road looked like and i think it could actually end up being what we use as the music video because it's pretty cool um just as a little time capsule of where i was at when this song was coming out so we might have one who knows who knows that sounds interesting but you do have a music video out for the single before that which didn't come out very long ago god's hotel another good song tell me about that song that one seemed to have some interesting themes to it Thank you. Um, yeah, God's Hotel, We I wrote that one with Baron Rachels and Jeff Garrison. And the themes were definitely interesting because I moved to Nashville thinking I wanted to be a worship leader. And then um, I realized that my lifestyle didn't really match up what I thought a worship leader needed to be doing on the weekends. <laughs> I would rather be who I am authentically than try and cater myself to something that didn't feel very natural. And, um, that was my decision for my path. I'm not, that's up to everybody else what they want to do for them, but, um, unpacking that kind of sent me down a different direction in my relationship with faith. And I think that there was a lot of things growing up where I didn't really have the space to think or question a lot of the beliefs around me. And um, it's, as a 25-year-old living in a city by themselves, I've had a lot of space now to really dig into things and figure out why I believe things and what parts I don't really agree with. And um, God's Hotel came from that kind of conversation in the writing room with Farron and Jeff, who have experienced similar things. And we were just like, man, I wish there was some type of middle ground for people who want to go to like, you know, country shows and drink beer and do their thing on the weekend and just be good to people, but also live on the road. And maybe we're not in one place all the time. And it was this gray area of the religion that we grew up around and 
the other end of the spectrum. And um, for us, it felt really nice to imagine that maybe there's a hotel that we could check into and, you know, get a little waffle or some runny eggs while we're hanging out in eternity. Um, and so that's kind of where it came from. And I was really worried about the reception of it just because you never know. I mean, coming from a small town, people are going to have opinions about what you do. And everyone has been so open and so warm and receiving to this song. And that really, really meant a lot to me and made me excited because it's, it's honest. And um, even if they didn't, it would still be true for me. So it was really, really nice that everyone received it the way they did. Yeah. That song's a good one. The current single is good. I, f- I feel like your music, when I listen to it, it's got like, get some big sound to it, which I always enjoy. Um, so yeah, I like those two. And then, Another big song with a lot of sound to it is a champagne problems, which I really enjoyed. That's a pretty fun one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that one, that one is fun. It was um, a summer full of playing a half new and half old set. So we, um, champagne didn't make the cut all summer. And so now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to play. I play high in a couple weeks. And so that one might have to get added back to the set list. Cause it is fun. I think that's one of them. It's up there with one of my favorites of yours, the ones that I listen to. So I think that one definitely needs to be in there. And then I don't only just like the upbeat stuff, which is the majority of it, but I really did like uh, a little bit slower. I liked First Stone. That one was a really good one. That one's super, super catchy. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I love that song. That's another song with Billy Montana and just a two-way. That was our, I think our first co-write ever. And, um, I, that song just, it's the nicer version of some of the things that I probably would say now. It's kind of like, can't we all get along? And now I'm like, pick your crowd, fit in with who you need to fit in. <laughs> Got a little bit more jaded as I've gotten older and rough around the edges. But uh, First Stone is definitely a unifying message. And it was kind of, it came out of what was going on around me in town. There was always a lot of, you know, drama among the country music community and at large some of our country music faces aren't always making the cleanest decisions and um everyone had an opinion about what somebody else was doing in town and i was like billy i grew up in church and they said not to throw the first stone and that's all i can think about and so that's where that one came from And so you said you have a project in the mix. Is that going to be, you know, EP or another full length album? This one will be an EP. Um, We're looking at six songs right now. Two of them are already out. And then we'll probably keep it rolling in the spring. And I don't know, maybe we'll sneak one out at Christmas or something. But um, yeah, it's just going to be a little EP. And then we'll start on the next one. We've got plenty of songs. God knows. So these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone. So first question, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? I would tell my 21-year-old self that the guy you're seeing is going to break your heart in the most tremendous and ridiculous way. And you're going to write a song about it that changes your life. And you're going to get to play it for people and hear their stories and just hang in there and also maybe stop drinking the double chug bottles of Moscato. (laughs) Well, that leads into the uh, next question that we always do, which is 
What are you drinking lately? And if you don't drink alcohol, it can be anything refreshing you like to drink. Ooh, um, I am drinking alcohol, but not in this very moment. I've been drinking craft beer this fall. I'm a big brewery girl. So I've been hanging out at this local spot called the filling station and they've got a nice rotation of local beers. So I've, I've been dipping into the Oktoberfests this fall. Okay. Craft beer. Interesting. I don't hear that out of too many women. <laughs> yep. I, I know I'm a brewery junkie. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. What about IPAs? Do you do the IPAs or those too much? I'll do an IPA. Um, I went through a big IPA phase. I'm kind of like a, an aesthetic beer drinker. So in the summer I do lighter stuff and then in the winter I get into the heavier things. So I'll probably start getting into IPAs more end of October, early November, and then work my way back up to the loggers in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> do you drink any uh, Georgia beers? I know we got a bunch of them here. You know, the Tropicalia from Creature Comforts, the Terrapins, the Sweetwaters. Do you have any of those that you drink? Yeah, I love the Terrapins. And um, I go to NOFO sometimes when I'm home. I like to hike Mount Yona. And um, so they just took over the place that was there, which I really enjoyed going to. So I'm excited to check out the new NOFO location. But Monday night, isn't Monday night originally from Georgia? Monday night brewing? It is, yeah. They just opened one in Nashville, but my favorite sour on the planet is Monday Night Brewing's Blackberry Lemon Dr. Robot Sour. And oh, I wow. buy it in the grocery store all the time. It's like my go-to <laughs> beer. <laughs> so That's funny. Monday Night Brewing is listening. Please send me <laughs> Dr. Robots. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Monday Night Brewery. I have had that beer before. Yeah. That one sounds familiar. I mean, you don't forget a name like that. No, no. It is delicious. And so as you know, this is rock down south. So what is something or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the south? Ooh. Things I love about the south. Number one, boiled peanuts. I love boiled peanuts. That's my favorite food. I stopped and got some on my way back from Georgia last week, and I've got some. They're in my fridge right now. I'm going to heat them up and have them. As part of my dinner, uh, bull peanuts, number one favorite thing about the South. <laughs> um, and second thing about the South that I love is for me, I love this. I love the mountains part of the South. So I love the leaf changing and fall in the mountains. And um, I know they have it out West too, but I really love the Smokies. I love our old mountains and, so yeah, the fall, the changing of the leaves, it's my favorite. Great answers. Well, thank you so much, Peyton, for being a part of the show today. Where can people find and connect with you online? They can find me at Peyton Porter on all of the things. My name is spelled like P-Tan Porter, so it's P-E-Y-T-A-N Porter. Um, but yeah, that's usually not taken because my mom spelled it weird. So it's just my name at most stuff. <laughs> Excellent. And make sure everybody go listen to the new singles that are out. Speaking of Georgia and God's Hotel, which has a music video, everybody go check those out. Anything else you wanted to say, Peyton? Um, thanks for having me. It is an honor. Listen to them a million bajillion times so that I can put out more 
music and more music videos. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had a wonderful time talking with Peyton. She's super talented and has some really fantastic songs. And I can't wait to see where her career takes her. I'm super proud that she's one of our newer artists representing Georgia. So make sure to go follow Peyton Porter on all of her social media pages and check out her latest singles for Speaking of Georgia and God's Hotel, wherever you listen to music. You can find all her content at rockdownsouth.com and go make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time.